Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. Well, welcome to a special edition of the podcast that is focused on motorsports esports, which is currently enjoying a boom in popularity as fans search for ways to get their action fixed while real racing is suspended due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, Motorsport Network already has its own division focused on this element already, which is called Motorsport Games, and so therefore I decided to call up Ben Rossiter-Turner, head of esports at Motorsport Games, and Andy Gray, head of PR and esports product, to hear from the experts. We hope you enjoy this special episode. Ben and Andy, welcome to the Autosport Podcast. How are you both? Ben, I know you've uh, you were up pretty late last night, thanks to thanks to esports and what it's got you what it's got you doing at all hours these days. Yes, I was up until three a.m. Got up at eight because the work never stops. But yeah, no, very good. Thank you for having us. You're welcome, Andy. How are you getting on? Yeah, I'm all good. I had a really good night's sleep, so uh, I'm all good. Thank you. <laughs> Right, so Ben's already incredibly jealous, uh, but yeah, there we go. Right, well, as I said, this is a very special episode of the Autosport Podcast because we're we're here to talk about the the current boom in esports. I mean, obviously, it comes from it comes from uh, at the moment, you know, the interest that's going on in people that are just looking for an outlet, a way to enjoy motorsport while the coronavirus pandemic, unfortunately, has got taken the real racing off the track. Esports was uh, was obviously ever growing. It was you know coming from an emerging market, but now it's right to the fore with what's happened. So you know, guys, how busy are you right now? motorsport games what what is the what is the current plans being enacted i think that there's a lot going on uh, as andy andy knows um yeah it's you're obviously right uh, esports has become uh, one of the ways that that you know people can fill their time it's one of the ways that rights holders can keep their you know uh, giving content to broadcasters it's a way for fans uh, to engage with the drivers, the teams to reach out to those fans. So it's keeping, in my mind at least, the, you know, motorsport ticking over during this time. 
uh, we, we you know we've been working in esports uh, motorsport games has been going for uh, a year and a half now uh, in the esports space uh, I've been working in it for about five years and, it, and it's been there the whole time um, but now you know with the attention solely on it from a motorsport perspective uh, it really has skyrocketed uh, we're sort of doing, you know, with our production team, three, four shows a week, whereas, you know, previously might be doing one or two a month. Um, it, it, it has sort of got a little bit crazy over the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, just to add to that, I mean, obviously it's not a, a great situation for the world currently. And obviously our thoughts are with everyone who's been affected in any kind of, any kind of way by the virus. But um Hopefully, esports is providing some kind of distraction. I know, for one, I'm certainly missing live sport a great deal. Um, so, hopefully, providing esports and giving something for people to watch um, is helping to lift a little bit of that gloom. Absolutely, and it's motorsport esports is one of the one of the few esports that really translates not not a hundred percent because you're never going to be able to recreate that sort of you know the danger aspect of real cars together on track. But it's 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 much more sort of real than say the the FIFA and the and the the football esports when you've just got people you know they can't virtually kick a ball they're all on 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 controllers whereas things like cycling as well is is a proper physical test of esports but motorsport with the with the current rigs and the setups it it translates pretty well and i can remember when the sort of the original um that you know formula one first got involved with its original series a couple of years ago i can remember watching it and just being like it's i mean it didn't it doesn't give me a hundred percent the same sort of feelings that I get when I'm watching a, a motor race either at a track or watching from home or whatever but it's 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 pretty much the same thing that you know that it looks ever so slightly different from the from the from the from the the you know the viewership point of view but the actual racing it's still racing the great thing about uh racing esports is that they're so entertaining because the skills are so transferable if you can you've still got a wheel you still got pedals you're still the same fundamentals and basics of driving a racing car obviously there are differences but you're seeing some people transition into real world cars from esports and vice versa and um, it's a fairly seamless link absolutely and i mean what kind of variation is there in terms of the setups you know the different the different kits the different seats the different wheels is there, is there a big variation what's the sort of i mean to be honest i'm 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 really i'm, I'm really a newcomer i'm enjoying all this as everybody else is or well, a lot as plenty of people are with no with no uh, you know sporting action to go along with i'm i'm, I'm getting more more and more knowledgeable about it uh, yeah, there's a lot of different technologies out there. Um, there's a number of you know uh, manufacturers that work in the space from a you know, steering wheel and um, uh, and pedals perspective. Uh, each of them have their own technology or um, work to a certain technology um, standard, I guess. You know whether it's belt driven, whether it's gear driven, direct drive, uh, load cell pedals. Um, you know, there's lots of different uh, elements, and if you're a real, real keen um, motorsport, or sim racing, or racing esports fan, then you 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 would probably know the difference between all of them. But I think you know the key thing is that people can can, can compete on most of these, or on all of these, um, on on a fairly even um, playing field. And not to forget as well, you know, people can get involved in, in with controllers. Um, depending on the platform, it might be more challenging to be right at the top of the the field. But you know. The, the great thing about racing games is that they're so democratic. Um, you know, the, the the best does get to the top. Um, the, the, obviously, there is the the challenge if you're on a controller, but it depends on the on the platform whether or not um, that's going to hold you back completely. 
but it doesn't stop you taking part. Whereas, you know, right now, if I, if I wanted to get into a real motorsport, I'm probably going to have to find myself a six-figure budget to start karting and then a seven-figure budget to start single-seaters uh, and then a, an even larger budget to go and get myself at the top level. Um, it, it, like I said, it's democratic. that The cream rises to the top uh, and that's what we see. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the really interesting things when, as we all hope and want this, this current coronavirus situation passes as smoothly and as painlessly as possible. It, this can be a real opportunity to get more people interested in, in motorsport because you've got huge audiences on things like Twitch. I think looking at Lando Norris on the on the broadcast that he does, you know, the, these things are, are, are often, I would say, probably more popular potentially than what you get on some some paid TV channels with, with Formula One events and, and, and other motorsport things like that. So there's a real opportunity out there for motorsport to sort of in a one way to sort of strengthen itself out of this current situation. You know, working with our partners of Lochi for, for not the Bahrain Grand Prix. Lando was at 90,000, it was 100,000 concurrent viewers. Those are insane statistics. That was just for his channel. You know, not f- forgetting all the other streamers who were streaming at the same time. The main broadcast feed that, that was um, produced in, in conjunction with us and, and Veloci. So um, you're absolutely right. And, and Twitch is actually a really great place to find new audiences. Uh, just the way that it's built up. Yeah, I think it brings in a younger audience as well. I mean, myself, I go and watch a lot of live sport and it's really noticeable that it's really expensive nowadays to go and watch any kind of racing, to go and watch football, go and watch cricket, whatever it might be. Um, And bringing Twitch in means that the audience is much younger, um, is more dynamic and is more used to searching out for that content online and seeing exactly what they want to see. We're seeing now that, for example, Sky Sports is seeing a, a decline in its viewership for football because kids don't necessarily want to sit and watch an hour and a half game. They just want to catch those bite-sized bits where um, channels like Twitch and YouTube are ideal. Well, maybe you guys can talk us through through what Motorsport Games is and what particular projects that you guys have got going on at the moment. And Ben, I, I still want to know how that 3am finish ended up for you last night. <laughs> uh, I'll let Andy do the, the, the big spiel about Motorsport Games because that's the more complicated one. And then, I'll, um, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, we're we a relatively new company. Uh, we've been in existence for about 18 months and then really ramped up in the last six, really. Um, we kind of sit in a cross point between video game development and esports. So we develop and publish our own video games. Most notably at the moment, that's NASCAR Heat and the franchise that goes around that, which is the fully um, officially licensed NASCAR game. And then we also run and operate a number of esports, which Ben's head, Ben heads up. So everything from the NASCAR Heat Pro League, Le Mans Esports Series, using Forza. Uh, we work with Veloce, and we've just announced a partnership with um, World Rallycross as well. So um, we're pretty busy. So, and it was the uh, it was the NASCAR Heat Pro League, Ben, that you were involved in last night, right? It was a uh, eight o'clock Eastern Time uh, Zone broadcast in the evening, prime time. Uh, but obviously, that means it's one o'clock in the UK. So. Uh, because of the way everything works right now is whilst that was supposed to be done from the US um, the studio in the US that was supposed to be running it uh, wasn't able to function uh, because of the you know the current situation and uh, so we've been doing it from the UK from from our studio with remote commentators so uh, it, it poses some technical challenges actually it's been quite a compelling product um, so far this year and I think well worth uh, the sort of late nights and uh, big bags underneath my eyes, but yeah, no, we've been doing a lot of broadcasts, uh, like 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 uh, Andy's alluded to, and there's a lot more coming. Some that have been announced, like World Rallycross, which I'm 
super excited about uh, that's going to be run on the Dirt Rally 2.0 um, game, which we, we've, we've hosted the esports on that previously at Autosport International. In fact, yes, I was. The, I the can remember. I went. I went. I took a break from. Uh, I was helping with the Autosport.com coverage throughout that event, and I can remember walking across and seeing. There's a great. There's a, almost like a big arena on that big stage, a big yes. screen that you got up there. So there's definitely a lot of interest. Yeah, it was it was amazing actually. That I mean, especially when we've had both sides of the the dirt tournament, we had a huge crowd. Um, completely surpassed my my imagination. To be to be completely honest and candid, so far until Autosport um, show, the crowds for all racing sports events, not not just the ones run by motorsport games, but generally have been either cherry picked, you know, um, so invitees only. Um, or been very small um, to get the big crowd shots and people just standing and stopping halfway through the, what is a really entertaining Autosport International show to sit there and watch you know some virtual racing with some amazing commentary of course from uh, Andrew Coley and the rest of the commentary team I think that was amazing and um, for me it kind of got me very excited about this year I know it's gone in a slightly different direction to what we planned we planned lots of live events um, but it, it's becoming more and more obvious that people are interested in this kind of motorsport. It's easily accessible, it's easily watchable, uh, and entertaining at the same time. And there was the Le Mans eSports series going on as well at ASI. There was there was an event for that as well, and it had you had you know there was a big a big the whole the whole thing came to came to a, a climax for the first series at Le Mans last year. So there's definitely a big big partnership with ASO going on. Yes, yeah. The one, the the one at Autosport was uh, when was a two hour race, team race, uh, so um, changing over drivers, etc. Uh, and that went down to the the very last corner with a lunge, um, but uh, they didn't they weren't able to to make it happen. But so that was that was incredible. But yeah, the super final at, at Le Mans last year, and we, we have been planning to do one this year as well. Obviously, you know things are a little bit fluid at the moment. But um, you know, we had thirty six gamers on site. We built a sort of garage like structure uh, where people could come in and they could see the people, the the, the, the spe- uh, sorry, the, the competitors at their seats and really almost touch um, what was happening with the esports. Um, yeah, it's been a really exciting uh, partnership with the ACO and work on that side of things as well. I think there's a lot more to come from that partnership. Let's talk about the team that you guys have got at Motorsport Games. You, you come from, you know, some pretty uh, pretty famous gaming backgrounds, I would say. Can you, can you talk us through that a little bit and what experience the, the whole team has together? My personal experience is I was at Codemasters for a very, very long time working on the Formula One franchise. Um, so I was PR manager on F1 for eight years, all told, and did some um, did some work on the Dirt franchise as well as both PR manager and brand manager. Um, and then in 2016, I think it was, we started looking at the F1 esports series and what we could do with F1. There was a real um, hunger from them once Liberty came in to do something new and move into esports. So. Um, I was one of the guys that moved over to look at esports and see whether it was viable for us and helped in some way get the 2016 project off of ground, which ended with the final in Abu Dhabi, which was really cool. Uh, probably the most stressful week of my life, but it was absolutely fantastic when we got it all underway. Um, and then looked after the second year, along with a load of other guys as the team got bigger, um, bringing the teams on board, working with Gfinity, the guys at Formula One as well. Um, and we also launched the Dirt World Championship at the same time, which has then moved over to uh, Motorsport Games. So it's a nice transition. Let's talk about the sort of growth in esports in the sort of the last few years how big was it getting even before this sort of the attention that it's getting now whilst you know we sort of I don't want to be too flippant about it but obviously it's you know it, it has come from 
the the coronavirus pandemic but at the same time it was growing itself organically anyway i don't think anyone really expected this boom it's been growing quite steadily the um steadily but far fast if that makes sense consistent growth um over the last um you know couple of years it's become more and more prominent as more series get involved um you know formula one motor gp WEC, our own partnership our own partnership with with wrx as well um because I, th- I think people are finding the value or sort of rights holders are finding the value drivers are finding the value in in uh, both not only just practicing using video games and simulation but also the, the way that they can kind of connect with fans directly it's, it's a it's a touch point um that didn't exist previously um but yeah i think generally year on year we're sort of seeing we were seeing sort of 30 to 50 percent rise on you know video viewership um uh, and that's kind of gone through the roof now over the last few weeks part of the attention that it's getting at the moment is is the star names that have been that have been signing up and getting interested in it Se- several of them already were doing it for years you can talk about lando norris a bit earlier max verstappen as well so that, that's something that i really wanted to know sort of go back to the the not the gp series that motorsport games produces uh, along with veloce how do you get how or how does one get lando norris or or any of the f1 stars to participate in that what's the sort of process for that we're really lucky that we've got partners with the likes of Veloce mm-hmm. who are able, who have really strong connections with um, with real world drivers. Obviously, the motorsport network as a whole has an immense reach and pull um, to be able to bring drivers in. Um, a great example of a new partnership would be the, what we're doing with the FIA World Rallycross. Um, so they're bringing in a number of their drivers. They've been announcing them all week, trip feeding and trip feeding. I think we're going to have about 12 of their official drivers taking part in the series once it launches um, later in April. Um, so it all depends. It's either working directly with a rights holder, going individually to um, talent. I was chatting to um, several people who I know through meeting at various events who I know have interest in racing or play games. There's obviously the F1 game is um, pretty mass market and has people playing it from all kinds of backgrounds and and that attracts people in as well. Absolutely. And what about actually producing these events? What What's the sort of, you know, what's the background stuff that that we're not going to see from the outside? You know, how are you, how are you linking these guys up together? I mean, sorry if that's a really obvious question, but as I said, I'm trying to learn together at the same time as, as a lot of other people are. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, you know, actually, a lot of our production methods have changed over the last few weeks with social distancing rules and, um you know when we can access the office and you know the times that you know and the number of people we can have in the office as well in the studio so we've moved very much to a distributed uh, model like we were describing with nascar earlier you know very skeleton crew remote commentators uh, spread out working practices but in terms of production uh, i mean the way i i look at it is from from a couple of different angles so we we have um, competition elements so that's the the rule books the getting people signed up the um, the the fairness of competition and then obviously there's the marketing side of things and the PR that Andy has a huge role to play in um, from from our side uh, and then from a broadcast standpoint you know there's a well, recently, you know, we we normally have maybe eight eight to ten people involved in a production, but uh, the last few have maybe had four people. 
um, just because of the, the size and the square footage of what we've got available and you know, remote people coming in as well. And that that involves maybe uh, a number of different either consoles or uh, PCs uh, linked into a master system and switching between the two, um, just as you would with a real life race, but slightly more cut down because we can we can really focus on um, specific elements of tracks or specific battles, whereas in real life you've got obviously a lot more cameras going on. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot, lot of things to it. Uh, obviously, graphic style as well. So we have we have uh, designers that bring in lower third graphics and um, videos that need to be made and cut into as well. Advertising slots if they're appropriate for the series. Um, really think of it like a, a TV production. You know, try and make sure that we get we, we strike the right balance between the audience, the racing, and our partners as well. So uh, there is quite a lot that goes into it. Um, but it, you know, it's a fun challenge for sure. What's the feedback been from people who are just sort of getting getting interested in esports now because of what's happened? And, and and is it along the same lines to what people that have been following the growth of esports for years have been saying, or are they noticing different things? Um, I think there's been a, a bit of a sea change, certainly in recent weeks. Certain when we first started doing F1 esports a few years ago, it was very much a a separate entity um, with its separate audience and the two kind of clashed quite a lot. Um, so you'd have the traditional Formula One audience of not interested in this, it's just kids in their bedroom, blah, 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 blah. But I think there's a growing acceptance of esports as a viable alternative or certainly complementary to the real world series because they can see that these guys are genuinely skilled and then having them racing side by side with the likes of Lando or Max Verstappen or all the other um, F1 and other series drivers that are getting involved, you're seeing that actually these esports drivers are incredibly talented, um, just as talented as, as some of the guys who are doing it for real, but just in a slightly different way. There are drivers that have, that have done both, that have competed in the real world, sort of Igor, Frega and, and, and things like that. Do you think that the actual real world teams, when it when it comes to looking a, a lot further down the line, potentially when we're out of this situation and, and, and what's going on at the moment, that... Would there ever be a, a you know a case for putting more esports drivers into into real cars? I mean, I, I appreciate that'd be very difficult in Formula One, where track time is so limited and the cars are just are just so expensive and and, and and things like that. But do you think there's more scope to get esports drivers out driving in the real world? It's been going on for ten years, twelve years with GC Academy, right? Um, I feel like it has kind of been done. The the the, the transition, there there are absolutely some merits there. Uh, for me, you know, not everyone wants to be a real life racing driver. Um, some absolutely do. Some some people um, uh, maybe do take up uh, esports racing, racing esports, because they're filling that void that they can't fill because they're budget constraints or or whatever. However, they end up in it. That said, I think there's a really large portion of the people that take part in our events that actually just enjoy motorsport they they want to do it for, they want to do it they want to be at the top but they're not necessarily wedded to that idea of having to race in a real car um you know for me the racing esports scene should should live on its own um it should be uh, able to support itself it should have fans um the end goal doesn't have to be uh f1 it doesn't have to be a real drive. I think you could probably see, and, and if anyone hasn't tuned into any of it yet, they absolutely should should do, because I think you'll see that the racing 
in the esports scene is probably generally better, more compelling than it is in real life. So uh, I don't think that there is a need for more people to jump between uh, between you know sim and, and real life. Um, it's very very good for those that do want to, and I'm sure some of those projects will continue to happen. Um, uh, even even recently with World Rallycross stuff that we did in Autosport, I believe the winner Kilian Delomos is testing or has tested an RX2 car. Really cool story, absolutely. I th- I believe he probably would would love to jump at that. Um, however, the others you know are there for for racing and they're obviously attracted by prize money and all these other things as well say if we do want to encourage more people to get into motorsport at a lower level but they, they simply can't afford to to do it the traditional way so maybe that's something that the FIA and the regulator you know can can take a hold of I mean I know they've already got their own initiatives that you know I know they work with GT Sport and things like that and so they are they are well aware of this space and as you say with with WRX as well um, but yeah so maybe that's that's a question for them that we'll put to them about how they plan on uh, capitalizing on this thing if that's a thing but also let's let it exist in its own right as you say. I previously worked for a year with Playseat um who provide the seats for pretty much every racing esport there is, and they have a, a tie-in with the FIA where they um, offer competitive rates to various FIA member clubs, especially in areas where there isn't an easy access to racing circuits. Um, so it gives, say, in South Africa, was we did an event where the, the South African FIA was going from different schools and shopping centres and what have you and trying to recruit young driver talent through using games and simulation using seats with pedals and wheels um, to find out where the talent is because there isn't that easy access to a karting track that you might have here in the UK. Returning to something we touched on a little bit there earlier, um, now the NASCAR Heat game is, is actually something that is, 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 the, is the game that Motorsport Games does make at the moment. So can you guys explain to me, just, just to tell the listeners how that works, how, how Motorsport Games is, is making the NASCAR official NASCAR game as is? Yeah, so we um, we acquired a majority stake in a company called 704 Games who has the license to make the official NASCAR game. So we now control the NASCAR Heat franchise. Um, we've been busy building a team both on the development and publishing side um, over the last year or so and trying to really drive the NASCAR franchise forward. Um, we've got very much in mind that it's a mass market product designed for pretty much anyone. So like Ben was saying earlier, it's not all about your guys who... Um, have a thousand thousands of dollars to spend on a sim setup but it's someone who can just pick up a playstation or an xbox controller and and bang out some laps and then start to learn and learn and learn and hopefully those people then progress and become someone who buys a wheel and then buys a seat and and moves up that way but it's accessibility is at its core um, allowing anyone to pretty much pick up a game and play from a variety of NASCAR series, including Cup, um, Gander, Trucks, and also a Dirt series. Um, we're kind of really building the way this works and got multiple studios now feeding into the franchise and have some really exciting um, things to announce in the not-too-distant future. Excellent. Well, that, that does sound like a good point to talk about the future, particularly as, as we've mentioned how popular and how busy you guys are at the moment. What, what's coming up? What sort of what, what events have you guys got on the horizon and, and what's still to come? There's some more events going on with, with the Veloci guys and that's been really successful so far. Huge viewership and we want to continue that with them in partnership. Um, we've already alluded to, to the World Rallycross um, that we've got coming up as well. NASCAR will continue. There is a the pro league that's pro gamers rather than, than um, I guess the 
the guys from Cup. Um, but that's an interesting project to, to kind of build these guys up into people that you want to watch week in, week out without a, a big Lando Norris or s- superstar. Um, and you do see increases in viewership week on week. Um, there are a lot of other right soldiers we're talking to in terms of how we can help them and, and work with them um, to create their own esports offering. But the, the main thing is uh, there's going to be lots of these events coming on and um, I hope that as many people as possible tune into them. For me, we're, we're you know, we are... Uh, building something interesting and special and, and not necessarily just to last for however long this period may be. Uh, there are a number of initiatives and projects that uh, may be being accelerated or thrust into the, the limelight or will come to the fore in the next few weeks or, or months um, that, that are really aimed at not necessarily um, just being about this period of time, but actually moving the whole movement forward, so um, so that it's not just a flash in the pan. It, it, uh, and racing esports is here to stay and accessible and easy to you know compete in yourselves, uh, aspirational as well. So uh, there's a lot coming. Some that we can talk about, much that we can't. Uh, but we're excited about the future. Absolutely. Well, that's sort of one last little discussion that I sort of wanted to end on, really, was was that how can the esports uh, scene maintain its momentum when racing comes back? Is it is it is it just a case of keeping hold of the viewers that uh, that you've, you've got, you know, that have come in? Or, or do you think there's going to be migration back towards people being like, well, I can't. I don't know. It's, it's almost like uh, thinking like... Um, people have only got so much time in the world or you know on their hands or whatever in 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 normal life as it were obviously at the moment everything is nothing is normal let's face it um so how what's going to be the key to making sure that people are still choosing to to follow esports would it be a case of having events on at, at different times away from the real racing or is it complementary as as things goes on things were to go back to normal i think it probably goes on a case-by-case basis in some ways I, i'd like to think it'd be complementary we had a conversation with a rights holder yesterday um, that was very much about they want to run an esport now, but then when real racing kicks off, they want to continue the esport and then also cover that as part of their weekly broadcast. So it becomes part of the regular show that people are following just as they would the normal racing. So hopefully we see that more and more and people, there's a definite um, collaboration between the two and the two can exist side by side. And you have fans of, a particular team in esports who also have a particular favourite driver in the real world. Guys, Andy, Ben, thank you very much for coming on the Autosport podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our remote session recording and everything was all good with you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. Excellent, lovely. Well, I mean, I know there are plans potentially for your own podcast to, to go along with the rise in esports. So fingers crossed that will come out soon and I'll definitely be uh, uh, continuing my journey of, uh, of learning how the whole esports thing works. So thank you very much, Andy and Ben. Well, thanks again to Ben and Andy, and we hope you enjoyed our discussion. Now, as you may already have seen, Autosport and Motorsport.com are running regular reports, news and features on the many esports events that are currently taking place. So head to our websites for all the insight and analysis on those subjects. Uh, now, this week's Autosport magazine, which features an in-depth look on the, on the cover feature at Sebastian Vettel's remaining mission at Ferrari, is currently on sale. And it likewise contains plenty of esports coverage as we adapt our reporting to cover as much action as we can during the current racing hiatus. So, just a final thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Autosport Podcast and also thanks to our producer Martin Lee for editing this edition. We'll be back next week. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes made from premium, supernatural, weather-repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top uppers are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all-conditioned traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.